There is no greater pain than the pain of regret. Regret can cause you to stay locked in your home, cause you to never love again, never laugh again. And in the case of Dr. Maya Angelou, never speak again. It's time we learn how to live a life with no regrets. Come on, everybody. Let's take this journey together. You're listening to the Cultivation Hub podcast. The Cultivation Hub is a show that provides engaging content that educates and inspires individuals to live their best lives. The Cultivation Hub is the resource for human potential. So welcome to the Cultivation Hub with your host, Jeff Robinson. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Robinson, and welcome to The Cultivation Hub, a new show, a new podcast where our intentions are to add value through education and inspiration while having some fun along the way. I personally believe that every human being has great potential, and we want to be the resource that gets you there. So welcome to the family. Come on, let's take this journey together. So today's episode is called Eight Ways to Live a Life with No Regrets. With there being so many people living in misery because of either mistakes made or things that may have happened to them, or maybe they got that way as a result of a circumstance that they had no control over. I mentioned earlier in the opening that Dr. Maya Angelou once lived in regret. Yeah, can you believe that? One of the greatest poets, one of the greatest humanitarians to ever grace the planet was once in bondage over regret to the point that she did not speak, I believe, uh, for five years. For five years, she did not speak. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me share that story with you. It's a very, very compelling story. So at the age of seven, while visiting her mother in Chicago, she was sexually molested by her mother's boyfriend. And at the time, she was too ashamed to tell any of the adults in her life, so she confided in her brother. And then she later heard and found out that an uncle had killed the attacker. Well, as a result of that, she felt that her words had killed the man, that her speaking, that her words had killed someone. So she fell silent. She went silent for many years and did not speak because she thought, oh, my God, my words got someone killed. So she lived in this regret as a child and did not speak for like five years because of something that she regretted, something that she thought she had some control over or that she had some role in. She had a, she had a hand in and something tragic happening. But that happens to many of us. Something happens, maybe something we did or, or something happened as a result of we did, we, we, we said or we did that we didn't mean to happen um, that impacts someone else or impacts our own lives. And as a result, there may be some tragedy or something not so good that happens. And we, we live in all this regret and we live in this misery as a result of this incident. So there are about eight things, eight items that I wanted to share with you that uh, I believe can help, help you live a life with no regrets. I personally can relate to a whole lot of this. Um, there's, some, there's a story I'll share later on in this episode that uh, can kind of elaborate on how I personally can relate to living 
with a lot of regrets as of something that I have to take responsibility for. But I had to climb out of that. I had to use some of these things that I'm going to share with you um, to help me just say, okay, I got to move on. I can't live in that space. Although I take responsibility for what, what I did or what I said or what happened, I cannot continually live in that. That's not a productive life for you or for the people that you come in contact with. And what you don't realize is that when you live in regret, especially if it's something that has happened to you or maybe something you did unintentionally, when you live in regret, you continue, you continually spread that negativity. You continually spread that tox, toxicity, uh, that poison to those that you come in contact with because you're in such a misery and then your energy is so, so heavy. That when people come around, that comes off on them. And then you end up realize, not realizing you say things to people that sometimes can be hurtful because hurting people hurt people. So it's inevitable. And you think that maybe you're keeping to yourself or you think you're not bothering anyone, but you don't realize that you're doing things that are that are that's impacting the lives of the people around you, especially the people who love you. So I want to share you know, eight ways I believe you can live a life with no regrets. So one of the first ways you could live a life with no regrets is this to me is one of all of them are crucial and all of them are important. But this is what I really feel probably um, I put this as number one because I think it is the number one reason why we have so many regrets. Number one, follow your gut instincts. I think the biggest reason many people are living with regret is because they failed. And we do this all the time to follow our gut, our gut instinct. You know, that thing or that feeling you have about a person, place or thing and something is pulling at you on the inside going, "Mm, I'm not sure this is a good decision. I don't. mm," But for some reason. Your emotions, your insecurities, your fears of what other people are going to say, I think, jump in and you go and you do it anyway, or you say it anyway, or you buy it anyway. You know, the the whole thing about buyer's remorse, something on the inside was just like, "Eh." but you did it anyway. And I think there are people right now who have shut themselves out from other people in society and in society in general, because of maybe a regret that could have been avoided had they followed their instincts. You know, people get embarrassed uh, if you marry the wrong person or if people say, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And then you do it and you're humiliated because you do it anyway, you know, but your gut all along and it always speaks to you. It never lie. Your gut instinct never lies to you. We just choose to ignore it. So the first thing, number one, to live a life with no regrets is to follow your gut instincts, follow that, that, that. The essence of who you are, the spirit, the the soul, follow that, that, that thing, whatever you call it. People call it different things. I just say, follow your instincts, follow your instincts. You will never, ever go wrong. Second thing that causes so much regret in the lives of so many people, follow your dreams. That's so much easier said than done. I did not realize even in my own life how difficult that could be. But you have to be mindful, especially with the narrative 
that you have within your own head about your life, about who you are, what you can, what you cannot do. And God forbid there's a culture or a society uh, that's already saying what you can and cannot do or can and cannot be. And if you buy into that, you will, you know, you will never, ever, ever, ever follow your dream. I think I heard someone say it may have been a minister or some speaker saying, I think it was a public uh, a motivational speaker talking about all of the ideas that are sitting in the grave because people did not follow their dreams for whatever reason. And so they died, you know, miserable, you know, or they died or they left this earth not reaching their fullest potential, not reaching their human potential because they didn't follow their dreams. So the second one is follow your dreams, follow your gut instinct. Number one, follow your dreams. The third thing, I believe this is important. I believe this is important. I've seen this manifest in my life when I practice it. Learn the power of no. I think a lot of times we get into these regretful situations because we are so afraid to say no. We are people pleasers. We don't want people to be upset with us or we fear if we don't do what we've been asked to do or what ex- what we feel is expected of us that we will be rejected, we will be ostracized, we won't have friends, we won't have this, learn. So therefore, you know, we won't have this or that. And so therefore we say yes, or we agree to things that we really should say no to. And then you regret it. You regret it. Just sit and think about how many times you've said yes when you should have said no. And what did you feel Immediately after that, and especially if it's something that's ongoing, you're making a, a commitment to do. Yeah, I'll spend the next six months doing this, or uh, yeah, I'll 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 do this one year project, or I'll I'll do this, or I'll take this trip. When you really should have said no, and then you're regretting it. You're living in regret. You uh, and it could have caused maybe financial strain on you. It could definitely is emotional strain. So the third thing is learn the power of no. Number four, don't take life so seriously. I think that is one of those things that really requires some work. Because sometimes we, we were, especially in this culture, everything is so sensitive and so serious. And now, you know, it's, it's at a point where you... You know, you can't enjoy comedy. You can't enjoy humor or without without everything being so serious. And I understand, too, we're also in a culture. We we're also living in a culture where people are being a lot meaner now. So you have to be mindful of that. But, you know, you, you know the difference. Don't take everything so personally. Even people that are being mean, you know, you have to learn and have to practice. And this is something I, I still have to practice that. It has nothing to do with you. You know, even when someone's being mean, you know, it has absolutely nothing to do with you. It's something going on with them that they don't like about themselves. And they're reflecting that on you. Remember, I said earlier, hurting people hurt people. But you can't take everything so seriously. Some stuff is what it is. It's not about right. It's not about wrong. It's not about black. It's not about white. It just is what it is. And when you accept that. You can have a lot more peace 
and not make decisions that make you live in regret. So you got those four right now. Follow your gut instinct. Follow your dreams. Learn the power of no. And don't take life so seriously. You're listening to Cultivation Hub with your host, Jeff Robinson. Item number five, be true to yourself. I read somewhere where someone said, when we deny any part of our our authentic self, we die a little death on the inside. It is our uniqueness. Our uniqueness makes us who we are. By being true to ourselves, we also give everyone else permission to do the same. I think that is a very profound statement because oftentimes when we are not comfortable with who we are, our character, our belief systems, our thoughts, our, our you know feelings about things, it's not about even right or wrong. It's just about just acknowledging and accepting what is then we're really not happy when others are walking in their truth. And that's why we become so critical. Uh, We we judge people for every little thing. But the more and more you become comfortable in your shoes and who you are and who you were created to be and how you were designed and destined to live out on this earth, when you become a lot more comfortable with that, you'll find Honestly, I, and I'm learning this as I practice and learn more to love everything about me, the skin I'm in, you know, all of that. Just learn everything, love everything about yourself and be comfortable with yourself is that you really aren't so concerned or caught up in other people's lives. It can be stuff going on around you and, and, you know, when people, oh, you get the gossip and you get the juice. The more and more you're really into your life and being your authentic self, you really find yourself just not being concerned. Uh, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, like who could care less. Not in that aspect. Of course, you care for people. But as far as being nosy and being um just 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 a busybody, you know, trying to see who's doing what and who are they doing it with and oh how'd they get that car and I mean though you don't care about those things. You don't because you your life is full. And what I noticed that when you're not full, you you try to find and fill those gaps with the business of everybody else. But uh being true to yourself, being true find find out who you are, celebrate your uniqueness. That's one way we could Live a life. That's another way. Item number five, living a life with no regrets. Number six, be adaptable. Oftentimes we've lived in regret because we've had missed opportunities or missed things in our lives that came because we were adamant that our way was the only way. Have you ever sat back and like, wow, whether it's like, say you're a salesperson or, you know, something at work, or it could have been anything, you know, and you missed an opportunity. And then you found out later, all you had to do was just try a different approach. Or this could have been a victory for you had you tried something different. But you were adamant that this was the way to do it. This is how it has to happen. And if it just doesn't happen this way, then I don't want any parts of it. And then you come to find out later or someone else comes along and get what you were trying to get. 
And now they got it. Because they tried a different way. You have to be adaptable. Change is inevitable. Change in life is inevitable. And I heard someone say, be focused on the destination. Be focused on the outcome. Be flexible with how you get there. Be flexible with the route. Be adamant about the destination. But be flexible with the route because life throws detours. So you have to be adaptable. Item number seven, practice forgiveness. And maybe this one should probably at the top, but it's still in the eight. All of these are, are crucial. Practice forgiveness. There's no way you could have a life that is full, living wholehearted, and have joy if you don't learn to practice forgiveness. And I put it that way for a reason. Practicing forgiveness. Practice. That means you got to do this thing over and over every day. It's like practicing the piano. It's like practicing, you know, sports uh, practice. It's, it's something you have to do it over and over again. The more you do it, the better you get at it. But you have to continually be in that game and practice because things are going to come. Stuff is going to happen. People are going to do things. And to live in a space of unforgiveness is a miserable, miserable place. It's not about pardoning what happened, but it's freeing you from the pain and the bondage of what happened. Because at the end of the day, and one of the things that helped me begin to practice this a little more and become a lot better at it, it is still a work in progress. But what helped me become a lot better is I heard someone say forgiveness is understanding that the past could not have been any different. And when it took me a minute to really understand that, but what has happened to you could not, especially now, it could not be any different. You can't undo it. So what are you going to do about it? You, are you going to take that and let that be the uh, drive to make you be better? Or are you going to still give power to that past and live in that? Because you can never be in the future. You can't be in two places at one time. So you can't be in the past and in your future. But when I really looked at it, like forgiveness is truly understanding the past could not been been any different. The past could not have been any different. It happened. It was going to happen. And obviously it was meant to happen. So what do I do with that? Sitting here being upset over it doesn't change it. The past could not have been any different. Those are something that was something that really helped me begin to practice forgiveness more and more. You've got to practice forgiveness. And the last item, number eight. The last item I entitled leave nothing unsaid. If you've ever followed any of my Facebook posts or social media posts, you'll see periodically I would post that, post that statement, leave nothing unsaid. And let me tell you, let me tell you where that came from. That came from a personal life experience that was very, 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 very devastating for me. Back in 2010, my brother, my oldest brother, um, called me about, um, he wanted to borrow some money about something. And uh, we had an exchange 
and it didn't exactly go well as far as the dialogue that 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 exchange it didn't go well and i ended up hanging up on him and really having some pretty harsh words uh that since this isn't a uh profanity podcast i won't say what i said but it was a very heated discussion uh that i ended up just you know saying something really bad and hanging up on him well my brother had a thing that he started now mind you let me give you a little backstory this is uh the oldest this was the brother that introduced me to music this was the brother that bought me my first bike this is the brother that used to race with me down the street. This is the brother that would, he did all a whole bunch of things that big brothers do that me being the baby made me really feel like I was somebody special. You know, he did a whole lot of stuff that, you know, I can just go on and on and on and on and on. So this is that brother. And um, every Saturday he would call everyone in the family and just have a quick call and say, I just called to say, I love you. Called to say, I love you. Called to say, I love you. And just, you know, Hang up the phone. That was pretty much the dialogue. Well, we had this exchange, you know. So he was still doing his Saturday call. Well, I'm mad. I'm angry because I didn't like the way the conversation went. And, you know, he wanted something and I didn't, you know, whatever the case may be. So I didn't answer the phone. I didn't want to answer the phone. I'm not talking to him. You know, I don't want to talk to him. Two weeks after that, he died. And I can remember when he was, uh, he went into a coma. I was on a trip and the family was like, you should probably get home. I tried to make a beeline getting there. But the truth of the matter is all that's going through my head is the last thing that I said to him. The last thing that I said to the man that as a child, you know, introduced me to so many things that took time to nourish me and to talk to me that a lot of who I am, you know, my love for radio came from watching my big brother who used to do radio back in the day, my love for entertainment. I remember, uh, I learned, you know, I learned how to read album covers because of course he was a disc jockey and they had albums back in those days. Uh, I learned how to read album covers and I became fascinated with that and looking at the producers and, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff because of him being educated on who's who in the music industry and stuff like that. This is the guy that, that did that for me. And all I can remember is, eh, screw him. I don't want to talk to him. But I'm thinking this on the way there and I'm thinking, okay. When I get there, you know, I'll get to maybe have some kind of conversation. Well, I was 30 minutes late. He had passed away by the time I got in the room. So he was like, it was, I don't want to say he had, he was fresh from the death, from passing away. I don't know what the terminology is, but I was literally 30 minutes late from the moment he had passed on. So I remember walking in the room, seeing him. Uh, and I just lost it to the point my brother, the other brothers that were in there, they walked, everyone walked out and shut the door and I guess gave me time. I just remember going, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, there was nothing I could do about it at that point. He couldn't hear me per se. And I can remember for months I had horrible nightmares because of that. 
And I sat there and thought about, I missed the opportunity to say goodbye to my brother. I missed the opportunity to tell him how much I appreciated him being the big brother and all the things he taught me and showed me. I missed the opportunity to hear that last call where he said, I just called to say I love you and say I love you back to him all because I was angry. I didn't like a conversation. I didn't like the way a particular conversation went down. And it was that moment when I finally practiced number seven, forgiveness, because forgiveness is also forgiving yourself. Realizing I made a mistake, I had to own it. I screwed up. It was a really stupid move. Forgiveness is understanding that the past could not have been any different. I can't change it now. I missed the opportunity to tell him I love him. I missed the opportunity to tell him how much he meant to me. But I made a vow, and that's where item number eight comes in, to leave nothing unsaid. After that moment, I forgave myself. I picked myself up. I can't undo what I did to him, but I can do better going forward. And not so much for him, but for me and for the people I come in contact with. And so one of the things I leave with you, item number eight, regardless of how well you follow your dreams or number one, you follow your gut, follow your dreams, learn the power of no, don't take life so seriously, be true to yourself, be adaptable, be adaptable, practice forgiveness. Please don't forget to leave nothing unsaid. Let the people in your life know how much they mean to you. I never and I vowed I would never, ever do that again. Let someone I love leave me and not know how much they mean to me. And I would admonish all of you. If you want to really live a life of no regrets, that's something you must practice. Leave nothing unsaid. Let the people, if it's a text message, and if you're one of those people, well, I'm not one of those mushy, lovey-dovey people. What does it take to send a text message? Say, hey, you were on my mind. I just want to say hi. Checking in with you. Leave nothing unsaid. That's all for this episode of The Cultivation Hub. Be sure to head over to jrobunited.com to learn more about our various programs, upcoming events, and other ways we can serve you. While you're there, sign up for our e-newsletter, check out our blog for show notes, and share your reviews on this episode. Keep visiting our website for upcoming prizes and giveaways. And remember that being a resource for your human potential is why we are here at The Cultivation Hub.